You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1036. Get a hold of these numbers, ladies and gentlemen, with over a with with over thirteen point three billion dollars in multifamily and commercial valued added transactions, five hundred and twenty eight multifamily community transactions, one hundred forty four thousand two hundred sixty six units. Bascom Group protects capital while exceeding cl- customers' expectations. Co-founder and managing partner Jerome Fink shares how Bascom operates for long term continuity by focusing on. Are you ready for this? Integrity. Jerry, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Rick. It's good to have you on the program. Well, thank you again. All right, let's start simply. Can can you think of an interesting story, audience or business owners and CEOs across the country, that might give them a little more insight into you as an entrepreneur and business person? Sure. Okay. Many years ago, we were looking at a, a property in West Covina, and it was owned by an elderly gentleman, so it had a lot of deferred maintenance, was run down. And we were touring a pension fund equity investor through the property. And we had gone through a long tour, and we were talking about how we were going to retent the building, evict gang members, and do all these things. And the pension fund equity investor looked at me and said, Jerry, I don't want to evict any gang members. I just want to put crown molding in the living room. No. And so uh, <laughs> we quickly learned that there's certain types of reposition uh, properties or candidates that are right for the right kind of investor. And other investors want kind of higher quality assets. And so over the years, we've really developed a variety of capital buckets to suit each particular investor's kind of needs and risk levels. And we've, we've learned that over the years. So let's demystify um, the firm a little bit. I talked about some of these impressive numbers in the open. But, uh, you know, I say you protect capital while exceeding clients' expectations. What is it, Jerry, specifically that your firm does? Sure. We acquire uh, multifamily value-add and distressed properties, and we look to bring in better management, add capital for renovations, and typically reduce expenses and raise rents. And our goal is to really plan for a three- to five-year holding period. And so the goal is buy it, fix it, and hopefully sell for a profit in that five-year hold period. So our goal is really to get the best buy-it acquisition, and we do that through looking for off-market opportunities, uh, distress sales, and second is bringing a great team of operational people in to do a great job of you know, improving the operations, um, putting in new carpeting, new paint, appliances, bringing in better on-site people, doing a better job marketing, and then ultimately the goal is to sell for a profit, again, in three to five years, and and deliver returns to your investors that are better than what they can get in other alternative product types. And our goal is to do that with as little as risk as possible, and you do that by doing as much due diligence up front and really putting a lot of thought and time into your underwriting so that you can hopefully exceed your expectations. So you've thank you for that. That was easier to understand. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, our audience are business owners and CEOs and running companies across the country. Um, how long have you been doing this, Jerry? We've been doing it uh, 20 years for Baskin Group. Okay. And in those 20 years, has the business changed in any way? Uh, it's changed in that the internet is, again, much more prevalent back in the you know mid to late 90s. Hmm. 
you know, the internet was fairly new. And so an owner didn't have a lot of information. So if you want to do a rent study, for example, and figure out, am I charging the right rent for my property? You had to physically drive around, knock on the door, pretend you're a renter, <laughs> and find out the rents. Wow. Today, an owner can go online in a matter of minutes or seconds, quickly find out what a two-bedroom or one-bedroom can rent for. So the internet has made the market much more efficient. Second, the consumer in the old days would grab a magazine at the local 7-Eleven, and uh, that's how they'd go find an apartment. Today, they can quickly Google search and do virtual tours, and so it's much more internet-based over the years. At the end of the day, it's the same concept. It's you've got a one-bedroom or two-bedroom unit. And really, other than changing the ceiling heights, the units really haven't changed a lot. Um, But what's changed over the years really is back when we first were doing renovations, they were, you know, white countertops that you'd spray on, white paint, white cabinet faces. And today we've got, you know, the faux wood floors. We've got white uh, quartz countertops. We've got deep sinks. We've got backsplashes, uh, oak cabinets and stainless steel appliances. So... The quality of finish has changed over the years, and it's gotten you know much nicer looking and, and actually a lot more expensive. Is it, and maybe it's neither, yeah. uh, is it easier or harder to do what you do today than it was 20 years ago? Uh, it's much more difficult, and I'd say the biggest difference is back in the mid-90s, late-90s, uh, there wasn't as much capital chasing multifamily okay. real estate in general makes sense and back then interest rates were higher so you could put your money in bonds right the stock market was doing better so there you know venture capital there was always some other investment class that offered greater returns in real estate and what's happened in the past you know decade is interest rates have plummeted yes and now interest rates are super low you've got very low rates on bonds stock market's been fairly flat so a lot of factors lead you to real estate offers the best kind of cash on cash returns of any other investment vehicle out there. As a result, you've got more people than ever that are in our space, whether it's the big private equity fund, it's the big uh, large public company, a REIT, it could be private owners, it could be syndicators. The competition to buy is much greater. Okay. So, um, which can tend to drive up the price. Then, which right? drive the price. You know, interest rates are an all-time low. Right. Uh, and so, it's a combination of interest rates, demand is probably the greatest it's ever been. Rents are the highest they've ever been in most markets. So you've really got the perfect storm of higher rents, more capital, lower interest rates, more buyers. And what that really leads to is a much, much higher purchase price and a lot more competition. Right. And harder for your business model to deliver the kind of returns that you're you're known for. We've had to lower our return expectations. And, you know, the whole world has lowered their return expectations. So, you know, we're still targeting high teens uh, leverage returns. We've had to lower those down to kind of mid-teens. Okay. Well, that's still very attractive, isn't it? If they can be realized, it is. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the big one. That's the asterisk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If they can be realized, exactly. yes. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is awesome. This is a, a a bit of a complicated business model, but one that you clearly demonstrate that you know cold, right? And that you guys know what you are. How important has it been for Bascom Group to stay true to what your mission is? Because I would think over the years, 20 years, there have been opportunities to divest and do different things but i mean how important has your ability to stay focused on what you guys know how to do been to your success and long-term ability to stay in business i think it's uh, very important to our success and it really comes down to hiring great people and people that are smarter and more ambitious and and work harder than than we can do um and so we've tried to hire a lot of younger people we've had you know close to 200 interns over the years 
And we've got a great internship training program. Many of those work for us now. Many of them are partners. Many have gone oh. on to become our lenders and equity investors and asset managers. Competitors. And competitors, too. And yeah, <laughs> many, many competitors, too. So, <laughs> of course. But at the end of the day, you know, those young people and their enthusiasm and really – you know, they give us hope and they give us energy and we see them working and, you know, they remind ourselves what we were like 20 years ago when we were excited, ambitious and hungry and aggressive to kind of build our net worth. So I think it's hiring great people that are excited and have great integrity, as you mentioned. Second, I think it's, it's, it, you're always having to reinvent yourself. And, uh, you know, we always pride ourselves on, can we build a better model? Can we do a better job at renovating units? Can we do a better job at lowering expenses? Is continuing to try to find a better way to operate the business and um, you know third realizing that our business is very cyclical too that you know there's periods where it's a a, you know a long upswing and then there's periods where it's a downturn and so you know we right now we're in a long period of growth you know it's so we bought it out in 2008-9 and you know we're eight nine years into it and um, you know most cycles only last seven or eight years so at some point we'll enter another down cycle and you know, we want to get better than we were in the last downturn, so hopefully we'll take advantage of the opportunities. That- Final question for the break. Sure. How interest rate sensitive is the business? It's uh, very interest rate sensitive, and that probably is the number one factor to um, of value. And, um, you know, right now we're in a very low interest rate environment, so yeah. it's cr- created... We think of this as the new normal, right? New normal, and, you know, it may not be. <laughs> it may Right, it may yeah, not we, be. We don't know. And we don't know yet. We never know. And, right. and so, um, obviously, that's... The million-dollar question is where interest rates are going. And, you know, we tend to, in some ways, ignore the worry about interest rates. Our goal is finding the best deal to buy at the best price okay. and doing the best we can to renovate and increase value. And our belief is that if we can always add value and get a good deal, markets will come and go, but at least we've did, we did the best we can do right. given the situation. And, you know, if the market is strong, that's when you're back. If the market is in a downturn that's kind of like headwinds. So you've got to, again, do what you can do to create value outside a a market. Okay, we're going to take our first and only short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. For those of you that are listening live or as a podcast or maybe watching us on Facebook or YouTube after it's been recorded, um, don't go anywhere because this is like literally 30 seconds. When we come back, Jerry, I'm going to ask you to share your core philosophy that you're using to lead and grow Bascom Group, okay? Great. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. (laughs) 
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great way to stay informed about our great guests like Jerry is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to my company's website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. At the bottom of any page, any page is a join our mailing list box. Simply type your email address, hit subscribe like magic. You'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our upcoming guests. We don't do anything else with your new with your email address other than subscribing to the newsletter and then we discard it forget it never had it that's all we do so please if you like this interview with jerry subscribe so you can start getting informed of future guests before the break i said i was going to ask you about your guiding philosophy can you share that with our audience please uh, our guiding philosophy is to hire great people and we've always tried to hire people that are smarter better you know more ambitious than we are and give them the tools to succeed. And our, our belief is our success and growth the company has been built on recognizing and seeing you know, people in the industry, especially younger people, that have that passion, knowledge, and integrity to be great employees that will eventually become great partners for our company. What got you interested in this space? I mean, uh, what got me interested was I was in college studying finance, and when you're in college studying finance, they teach you that the markets are efficient, that they're so well, so well studied that you're not able to kind of outperform the indexes. And I randomly took a real estate class at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, which is a top real estate school in the country. And the first day of class, the professor said, this is how you make money. You buy low and sell high. And I thought, that is just incredible. And I uh, found it very fascinating that you know, real estate's a very down and dirty business. And multifamily and apartments, it's the easiest place for the small investor to get started. I got my career started buying you know, a small home in, in Santa Ana for 60000 So it's the one business where you can start small, you can leverage up, you can borrow 70, 75, 80, 90% capital. Right. You can scurry up some money from your friends and family and pretty much buy a deal with great leverage and minimal equity contribution. And if you can create value and split the profits, it's kind of, to me, the quickest way to create wealth in this country. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Can we uh, have a gong moment there? That was awesome. I just we uh, The loyal listeners know that whenever they hear the gong, they should go back on the podcast and re-listen for the last 30 seconds or a minute. I think it's teachable moments. That's okay. what I call it here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So uh, do we have the gong? We do not have the gong. My voice is the gong. There you go. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's shift our focus then, Jerry. Um, why is it important for Bascom Group to focus on long-term continuity? What is it about that philosophy that is important to your culture? I think it's important to focus on long-term continuity because, you know, someone like me, as you get older, things change. You start from creation of wealth when you're younger to... As you get older, you start focusing on wealth preservation. And as you start focusing on wealth preservation, that might not be the growth that the younger people want to do. So our goal is to have all of our employees participate in the profit sharing. And every employee in our company, we want to make them you know, a millionaire <laughs> or more. Mm-hmm. And so, because we want them to have that same passion. How many people? Uh, we've got about 30 people in our holding company. Okay. And uh, most of them are high-level professionals, high-level operational and acquisition skill set. We're a strong believer in outsourcing, so we outsource our accounting and HR and legal. And our goal is to have people that 
you know, when you look at the volume that we do, it's very high volume per person. So it's very similar to the Blackstone model where, you know, they've got a handful of very smart people that make hopefully a lot of money for the firm. I see. So have you seen any other opportunities to diversify the kind of work that Bascom Group does? And if so, could you share a little bit about what you're finding? Sure. Um, You know, our day job and our bread and butter is multifamily value-add reposition work. But over the years, we've found other people, um, uh, partners, et cetera, that, you know, had a business plan. And uh, we told them, put the plan together. You've got the expertise. We can provide the capital and balance sheet strength uh, to get them started. So we've done, we bought American office centers out of bankruptcy, which became premier business centers. And, mm-hmm. and what is it, that? And it's a executive suite company. That's the second largest executive suite company in the world now. Wow. Uh, bought that out of bankruptcy. It's a separate staff that is run independently. And it's been a great investment for us. Uh, we've got about a dozen other ventures that do apartment development. They do industrial and office value-add reposition work. Uh, they do retail. Uh, we've now just created a company that provides sponsor capital for entrepreneurs who are partnering with institutional investors. Wow. So in each case, it's been the same. We found anywhere from kind of one to two entrepreneurs that had a unique business plan, um, had the knowledge, the passion, the energy, the experience. Uh, they just needed some capital and balance sheet strength to get them started. Right. So now you're able to kind of take the next generation of entrepreneurs and get them started. And huh? grow them. And again, many of them have been our former interns uh, and employees that broke off. And you know, a lot of times they went to work for a big firm or a big public company, got the experience, and then wanted to go do something more entrepreneurial. And uh, you know, Dave Kim and I and Dirk Chen, you know, we, we like to find people that kind of look like us 20 years ago. Okay. So we tried to finance them and you know for the most part all the ventures have worked out incredibly well for both sides so we're pretty happy about that and continue to do more of that work well that's awesome thank you i really that's it's great to give back and to keep moving the brand and helping others out sure and you're making some money off the deal uh you know it's a win-win that's right that's important isn't (laughs) it you always want to win win. double bottom line so that's exactly um you know can i go back to premier for just a second it it almost sounded like to me in a business context it's not unlike what you did finding undervalued real estate and and kind of renovating it and positioning it now this is isn't maybe positioned for sale, but it is taking a distressed asset and improving it, yes? Exactly. Uh, Premier Business Centers, which does executive suites, uh, and right now we've had a huge co-working or yes. you know, sharing of office space, collaborative yeah. space, and yes. you know the old term was executive suites, now it's called co-working, and it's basically the same thing. <laughs> and what's happened is WeWork has been the biggest brand out there, and you know they're worth $20 billion. Uh, along with WeWork's success, you've had a lot of smaller people that have opened up three to five or ten locations. Uh, a lot of them have failed because they don't have the capital that WeWork does. And so uh, Premier Business Centers is actively growing and taking over centers that have failed. You know, so, from, so it's sort of like taking that business philosophy and putting it into a different industry. It's very same to what we do in the apartments, yeah. which is finding a you know a, a business that's struggling. Maybe it's over-leveraged. Maybe they didn't have capital. Maybe the management wasn't focused. And really bringing in new capital. Maybe it's renegotiating the leases of the landlords. Uh, repositioning the centers, bringing in new management, new marketing, and hopefully uh, repositioning that particular uh, co-working space. So next to last question, are you, is Bascom Group benefiting from macroeconomic trends? And if so, can you just briefly give us a sense for what they are and how that's benefiting you? Yeah, one of the biggest uh, benefits that we've received, obviously, is, you know, interest rates have dropped over the past 10 years. So that means cap rates have dropped and values have gone up. 
But the biggest thing that's happened over the past couple of years right now is it's the baby boomers kids, which are the millennials. Uh, they're graduating from high school. They're graduating college. And that's a big demographic boom that's going to occur for the next four, five, seven, eight years, ten years. And as a result, you've got the biggest wave of potential apartment renters, which right, is you know, when you finish high school demand. or college, yeah, you know, demand. And um, so we've got one of the biggest demand drivers occurring that you know we've ever seen because, again, the baby boomers, um, their kids are finishing high school, finishing college. You know, the challenge has been the past couple of years, a lot of them finished college but didn't get a job. And so they moved back in with, mm-hmm. you know, mom or dad. They call them boomerang kids. Yes. Uh, but at some point, when you're a single person, you want to get your own place and get married and have kids. The economy's been good. Unemployment's down. They're working now. Exactly. And right. so the demand for apartments has probably never been greater. I would think. And that will continue, we think, over the next uh, five to seven years. Uh, also, what's happened is the during the downturn, they didn't build a lot of apartments. And so you've got this thing now where... Uh, demand is an all-time high, and you know <laughs> supplies and, limited. Supplies limited. You know, there's a few markets <laughs> wow. that build too much, but right. <laughs> overall, like, it's a, it's a we're in a great window of Adam uh, Smith stuff here. Exactly, basic so, economic yeah, supply economics. and demand. Yeah. Exactly. So, so this is you're you're doing awesome. Then we hope so. All right. <laughs> well, if someone would like to learn more about Bascom, how do they find you online? Yeah, you know, the best thing to do is uh, Google Bascom Group. Could you spell uh, it? Uh, it's called B A S C O M G R O U P dot com. What does that stand for? Or what? Uh, Bascom Hill was a hill in the middle of the University of Wisconsin campus, and it's where the business school was located. So you would hike up this forty-five degree hill, which was a great workout. Okay. And the business school was on top of it, and so my two other partners, David Kim and Derek Chen, we all met at the University of Wisconsin in a real estate class. And thought, hey, Bascom Group, we're three guys from Wisconsin, you know, let's pick the name. And so if you went to school, it's kind of a, a, a fondly known name. Right. If you didn't, people go, where'd that come from? But that's the origin was the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Thank you. And again, your website is? Uh, BascomGroup.com. Well, thanks for being a friend of the program, a part of the Critical Mass community. I've been looking forward to having you on the show for some time, Jerry. I'm glad we worked it out and you were able to come in today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rick. It's my pleasure. I've enjoyed it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I need to thank a couple other people. First of all, the engineer, Paul Roberts, and our three producers, Crystal Nunley, Joan Park, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to follow and connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn and YouTube, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. On my Facebook page or website, you can find me at criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.